Hi, and a warm welcome to the Homepreneur Show. My name's Amanda Brown, business consultant and founder of the Homepreneur community. I'm here to help you overcome the challenges of running a home-based business. Whether you're just thinking of leaving the nine to five or you're a seasoned homepreneur, my aim is to provide you with guidance on productivity, focus, and motivation so you can maintain the perfect work-life balance. This year, I celebrate 20 years of working from my home office through both the ups and downs. You can discover the show notes, free courses and downloads at www.homepreneur.co. So let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Homepreneur Show. And I have the great pleasure of talking today to my friend and business associate, Susan Heaton-Wright, who runs a company called Executive Voice. And she is a vocal coach and a communications trainer. She has courses both online and in person. And she's a public speaker, podcaster, blogger, she does it all. So welcome, Susan. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, Amanda, thank you so much for the introduction, which I'm very flattered about. But thank you very much for inviting me to come on your podcast. You're very welcome. We're obviously coming to the end of 2018. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about what 2018 has, you know, given what opportunities you've had in 2018. And then we'll talk a little bit about what 2019 holds. Well, I've had lots of opportunities. And, you know, it's really, really interesting because I have a mixture of private clients who either find me on the internet or I have networked with them or they've recommended, I've been recommended to them and things like that as with some corporate clients. So it's wonderful to have that mixture. Thinking about some of the highlights that I've had this year, I've worked with a couple of corporate clients that are C-suite. And even the HR director comes back to me and says, we can't believe the difference. You know, what did you do? They are now being sent all around the world because there are key speakers to represent the company, which is amazing. And so lovely that they take the time to actually pick up the phone and tell me that. Oh, that's wonderful because it's, you know, it's not something we get taught necessarily when we're, you know, there's no real formal training. It's not part of somebody's learning and development very often. Absolutely. And if you were to look on my website, which I know that you have done, Amanda, um, when I in about me, I actually discussed the fact that I was not equipped to speak in public and things like that as a teenager, would actually refuse to speak out in public. And yet here I am now. So I know, looking back at those times, that actually I didn't have the skill set, I didn't have the mindset or the experience. Yeah, so much of it's about confidence, isn't it? It's about, you know, my children who went to school, they finished school about 10 years ago. They actually um, got involved in drama 
and also in a thing called Model United Nations. And so they had lots of opportunities to do public speaking. And I think it stood them in good stead. I think you've hit, hit a point there. I was actually involved in the young Birmingham rep, but I tended to mime rather than speak out and things like that. So I was involved in drama and performance and with my music as well. But I think that sometimes it's not just confidence, it's actually acquiring certain skills so that you know that you can deliver. And gaining the experience, you know that it's worked for you before and what you need to do to make sure it works again. Yeah, and I think so many of us spend a lot of time in front of computers and communicating by email, by social media, that we don't practice using our voices as much. Although I have to say, uh, Mark Zuckerberg is encouraging us to add little messages to Instagram stories and Facebook stories. So maybe the voice is going to become even more important going forward. I think so. And, you know, here we are having a discussion for a podcast and see, think about how podcasts have become so much more popular and little videos that we put on our websites or messages, they are becoming increasingly popular because we need to have that human interaction. Definitely. I think this human interaction is what we've realized. And it's taken a long time. You know, email, really, I don't send very many emails, long emails anymore. If I can't answer an email in under a minute, I pick the phone up because so much is lost in misinterpretation of the written word. So I think it's really important that we can hear the nuances of, you know, the tonality of a voice, the pitch, the pace. I mean, I'm talking to an expert. You need to, you tell me what is important about the aspects of the spoken word. Well, first of all, it's the human interaction. You know that you are not communicating with a robot. Also, you can email somebody with a question. Well, why not pick up the phone and have that conversation and not have that 30-minute tennis email, which I've had on certain occasions where I've picked up the phone to somebody when they've said one little, asked a little question, and then they've refused to speak to me. Oh, oh, I'm at work. I'm too busy. But this is a work-related question. And then had 30 minutes of emails back and forward because they haven't answered the question that I've asked properly, sort of, where is this taking place? Oh, Yorkshire. <laughs> where in Yorkshire? Oh, uh, Harrogate. Where in Harrogate? Is it near the station? And you know, it goes on like that. You could have had a two-minute conversation to sort that out. I couldn't agree more. And what mistakes do people make when, say, they go to a networking event? What do you think that, I mean, obviously listening is the the first mistake, but when it comes to delivering your one minute, what mistakes do people make that they could easily rectify? It's interesting you say about your one minute. I'm 
assuming that this is at a network meeting where everybody has the opportunity to say their one minute, what they do. I think that it is worthwhile just practicing what you do, practicing that one minute to try and make it sound as natural as possible. Perhaps hone it for the audience. So if you have got a network group where you know that they're all working mothers, for example, you might want to alter it slightly to one where there are a lot of people from the professions at the network meeting. Also, just enjoy it. Just imagine that you're having a conversation with those people rather than, oh, I've got, I'm performing now for a minute and I've got to get through this. Yeah, absolutely. So just be relaxed. And I think relaxation is something that you teach, isn't it? Yes, it is. And that's partly what one of the things that I do, and I know that I've done this with you, Amanda, is thinking about your posture. Because if you can get rid of tension in your body, it means that your voice and your body language, your presence are far more energetic. They, you, you give off more energy than if you're stiff or tense. You know, if you think of people that, you know, we all meet people that are a bit tense and their body language might be very closed and their shoulders might be up and they don't give the impression that they are approachable. And vocally, they sound very, very strained. And those aren't good things. And, you you know, we don't know what's going on in other people's lives, but we want to give off positive vibes and ones with, that are welcoming so that people will come and have a chat with us. Yes, because I think, you know, it's it's the, a huge proportion of communication is about body language. It's something like 70% of our communication is related to, you know, how we position ourselves, um, whether we're meeting um, a group of people or I mean, it's, it's something, something huge. Yeah, you know, Meridian's model and his research is really, really interesting because what he actually said was that if you distract the listener with mixed messages, then they are going to look at your body language. They're going to look at your nonverbal communication. So if, for example, I was saying, I am the greatest speaker and my head was down, my body language was closed, vocally I was very strained, the audience would be confused by the statement I'd said and the nonverbal communication related to that. Gosh, that's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's it's often, often misquoted, all of that data, but that's basically what he's saying. So get your message, get your nonverbal communication and your vocal quality all in sync, and then you'll really make an impact. Yeah, that's really useful advice. So being aligned, so everything needs to be aligned. You know, it's that consistency that's so important. Absolutely. So when it comes to pace, I can get the more excited I get, the faster I talk. And therefore, um, some people can, you know, lose the thread. So what would you suggest in terms of, of pace when you're maybe, you know, delivering that, that one minute? That's a really, really good question. I consider when we speak, it's a little bit like reading the written word. When we've got the written word, we've got commas, we've got full stops, we've got paragraphs, 
And that is a natural time, if we were reading that written text, to take a breath or a pause. And that helps the audience just to take in what you've said with that clause, with that sentence, with that paragraph. And so if you can write down what you're going to say beforehand and think about your commas, your full stops, the clauses, you know, you know, all of the grammatical side of it, so that then you can take that deep breath and be aware of pausing. So if you are speaking fast, you've got a chance to slow down with your breath. And with your breath, if you take a deep breath, it should start to slow you down. Very good advice, because I think that what, what people want to do is they want to pack so much in and say far too much that people can't retain. I mean, we only retain, you know, tiny proportion of what people say anyway. So slowing down isn't really going to do you any harm at all. In fact, it's going to do you a lot of good. And writing it down beforehand, you can see it as prose then. Very good advice. That's, that's, that is, and putting the punctuation in and remembering that a comma is a short, short pause, a full stop is a slightly longer pause, and a, a paragraph means that you, you know, maybe turn your body to different people in the room. But it's a different thought, you know, at the end of a paragraph, it, there's a new thought or new topic. Really interesting. That's really useful advice. And you can use that, I guess, you know, when you you um, are just maybe at a conference, you can think about that that pace as well. But also if you were doing a Facebook Live or something. <laughs> I'm definitely going to take your advice for Facebook Live because mine is just, oh gosh, it's Wednesday, it's 10.30 and I'm half an hour late. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I actually quite enjoy Facebook Live. I think they're um, fresh, they're, they're vibrant, they don't have to be rehearsed. No, 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 no. But if you've got a structure to them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, with an introduction um, that brings people in and then a call to action at the end. <laughs> that's a structure. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. What are the opportunities that you uh, see for you and your business in 2019? Yeah, I have gone through the process of trademarking a communication model, a unique one for me. And it's gone beyond the date now. So it's literally a couple of days before I will get written confirmation of the trademark, which is really, really exciting for me because it almost demonstrates my expertise in this area. And it's not just speaking, it's the nonverbal communication, the preparation, the content, those sorts of things. So it, the first thing I'll be doing in 2019 is really sending that message out there so that people are aware of it. I'm also CPD accredited as a speaker, and there are a few co opportunities coming my way, partly because I've been out there, you know, knocking on doors of me speaking and leading training within certain sectors where CPD is a requirement. So things like the engineering and accountancy, law firms, 
what else who else do we have the building industry those all there is a requirement for cpd points per year so that's an area that i'm really targeting also because i exemplars have been brilliant because i've been doing some consultancy with them they've been giving me consultancy for the business they are working with me to be able to deliver a lot more globally online. Now, I've already got four clients online from the US that I work with, but to develop that more so that I'm Brexit proof. <laughs> I see. Very good. Yes, there, I have a, a friend who works at XM Plus, so um, that's very interesting. Excellent. So, um, I think it would be a good idea now for you to tell us where everybody can find you. Oh, I am to be found at executivevoice.co.uk. And there's a lot of information about what I do there. If you would like to receive my five top tips to being a great communicator, I will let Amanda have the link to that. Thank you. That would be great. And uh, you're on Facebook and Twitter, presumably. Absolutely. My Facebook name is Susan Heaton Wright. My Twitter is Executive Voice. I'm also on LinkedIn and I'm always delighted to link with people and just have a chat and find out what they do. I never sell. I don't do one of those connect somebody and then try and sell the mortgage stuff. (laughs) You must have had the same message as I did this morning. (laughs) Oh, it was yesterday I had mine. All right. <laughs> now, just for clarity, um, Susan is uh, spelt normally. Heat and Wright is H-E-A-T-O-N hyphen W-R-I-G-H-T. And if you just type that into Google, up she comes. So you're very easy to find. And the name of your podcast, Susan? Oh, my podcast is Superstar Communicator. And in fact, my trademark is going to be the same name, Superstar Communicator. Well, I thank you for being a superstar communicator this morning. Oh, I look forward to seeing you very soon. And may I wish you a very happy festive season and all best wishes for 2019. And to you too, Amanda. Thank you very much for having me. 